Good morning. Our service of morning prayer begins on page three of the Book of Common Prayer. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Continuing on on page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. This morning's Psalms are Psalm 137 and 138, found on page 413. By the waters of Babylon we sat down and wept, when we remembered thee, O Zion. As for our harps, we hang them up upon the trees that are therein. For they that led us away captive required of us then a song, and melody in our heaviness. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. Yea, if I prefer not Jerusalem above all my joy. Remember the children of Edom, O Lord, in the day of Jerusalem, how they said, Down with it, down with it, even to the ground. O daughter of Babylon, wasted with misery, yea, happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast deserved us. Blessed shall be he that taketh thy children, and throweth them against the stones. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Even before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name, because of thy loving kindness and truth. For thou hast magnified thy name and thy word above all things. When I called upon thee, thou heardest me, and endured my soul with much strength. 
All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, for they have heard the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the glory of the Lord. <laughs> for though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. As for the proud, he beholdeth them afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, yet shalt thou refresh me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand upon the furiousness of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord shall make good his loving kindness toward me. Yea, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever, despite not then the works of thine own hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the second book of Samuel. Then the Lord sent Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb which he, brought, he bought and nourished, and it grew up together with him and his children. It ate of his own food and drank from his own cup and lay in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man, who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the wayfaring man who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die and he shall restore fourfold for the lamb, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. If that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword of the people of Ammon. Therefore the sword shall never depart from your house, because you have despised me, and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up adversity against you from your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel, before the son. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Here endeth the first lesson. Together, on page 11, the Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, 
praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Gospel according to St. Luke. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Here endeth the second lesson. Together the Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord, prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. 
I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ thy Son, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. In our lesson from Samuel, uh, Prophet Nathan confronts David by telling him the story, and it's a story where a rich man takes something uh, that is not his from a poor man to satisfy his need for food for a traveler. And um, that whole idea of taking, th this really epitomizes the, the, what morality is, is that there are boundaries, and there are boundaries of love, which makes everybody safe when those boundaries are kept. And taking is going beyond those boundaries and, and, and grabbing something that is not yours. Uh, you know, the, the land that wasn't his, the wife of another man that wasn't his. We think back also to, to, to the first sort of, uh, a little cryptic in Genesis where the sons of God saw the daughters of women, they were fair and they took the ones they wanted. It's cryptically referred to in the New Testament where the angels uh, didn't keep their proper boundary, but went beyond. And and that is kind of the, the the framework of of morality. It's you know a lot of times in, in our in our day it's about you know people think in, in modern Western terms I you know have a right to have my whatever I want. But morality is is freedom to pursue your good in a way that honors everybody else's good, and that's what boundaries are. That's why you don't commit adultery because that doesn't belong. You can't take what's not yours. And so the taking of what was not yours here is, is, is the thing that's brought out by the story. 
And then David said, uh, Nathan says to Dave, uh, David, um, the, the, the taking for taking of the lamb, the Torah, uh, <clears throat> prescribed a fourfold restitution. So you had to pay back four times as much as you took. And it's been noted in some commentaries that the consequence in David's family tree is, in a certain sense, a loss of four children. Um, Bathsheba's child dies here. Uh, Tamar becomes childless, and Amnon and Absalom are both killed. <clears throat> so there's a certain justice restitution in that. But the other remarkable thing about the story um, is that murder and adultery are capital offenses, and yet Nathan immediately says, you know, you're, 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 you're going to be forgiven and you'll not die. So what's what's striking about this story is this profound grace that's bestowed upon David, that he is um, set free from the guilt of what he's done. Now, this is matched up with some fairly, fairly significant consequences for what he, the sword won't depart from his house. David um, did this sin in secret. What will be done against him will be done you know, in the light of day when Absalom takes all the concubines and puts them on the roof for all to see. Um, but we, we should note there that, and you say, well, how does this match up with forgiveness? And it, it makes a pretty important lesson for the spiritual life that um, what forgiveness means for David is he can go back to the temple and pray to God. He has been restored to that relationship with God where he, he can interact with him in prayer. Um, that doesn't preclude David's life experiencing certain consequences that become, you know, both for the witness of other people, because as, as Nathan says, you've given the enemies of the Lord occasion to slander and blaspheme God. So therefore, this will be done to show. And then also, David will also learn. And this is, happens in the spiritual life. We, we in the New Testament language, will be disciplined. Um, Hebrews tells us not to despise the discipline or chastening of the Lord. And, but we understand that that chastening, when we um, suffer things, um, we suffer them in relationship to God. We can still pray, and Christ is with us because he suffered for us. And when we're suffering, he is with us in that. Um, and, and this is something that we have to, and he, what he doesn't, he doesn't take away all the pain. I think C.S. Lewis says he, Jesus died not to take away our, our, our suffering, but to make ours like his, to make it redemptive. We think of, for example, uh, St. Paul, who, who Jesus said, I'll show you how much, show him how much you must suffer for my sake. He had made a lot of the believers to suffer at the hands of persecution. And so he, in proclaiming the gospel, would also uh, suffer, but that suffer would be redemptive and remedial, and he would grow in his faith through that. And that's really an essential point of understanding for our faith, that 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 Christ is with us in the trials of life, and he works in them and through them to form us into his image. And this works against the cultural idea that God's going to take away all the pain. We're, you know, listen, we all want our pain taken away, so we can, we do pray for relief, but the, the, um, and God does give us relief, but but we can't escape all the pain of life and what it really the way to pick the 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 
gospel is that Christ is with us in the midst of what we go through, and he works in us as, as we're in the middle of it. And we can kind of match this up with the New Testament lesson in that David's clemency you know, marks this idea of, of forgiveness. And, and what we're, we're, it was when we come to the tomb, we're, we're, be, we're, we're marking the beginning, really, of the new creation. Um, we have to bear in mind that because of Good Friday, there's been a cosmic change in the universe. Sins are now forgiven because the death has been offered. And now it, the announcement will begin to be made by witnesses. The women are the first witnesses who take the news to the apostles, and they don't believe them. Um, and the, the key um, to the gospel we'll get in Luke's gospel is uh, what the angels say uh, to the women is, remember what he said to you, that he must be betrayed and, and, and die and, and then rise? And it's like they were like, oh, yeah, I guess he did say that. But they had no idea what that meant. Now they begin to understand why is suffering necessary, the necessary prelude to resurrection and new creation. Um, and when they begin to understand that, that ties directly into what I said a minute ago. Why is it then that suffering for us is also part of our participation in new creation? Because Christ works in and through it. And, and the Christian life is always this juxtaposition of dying and rising, dying to sin, rising to new life. And so the proclamation to remember that as we're aghast at David and his sins, uh, we remember David is us. We're sinners, and we come, and we're and, and and the good news is our sins are forgiven, and we'll work out our redemption in our lives through the various things we experience. But God is with us in them, and and we and we are praying, and we're in the new creation, and we have eternal life because our sins are forgiven. And that's the the good news of the gospel that the women bring to the apostles, and they'll find out for themselves in in due course. A few thoughts about today's lessons. We conclude our morning prayer by returning the Book of Common Prayer on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Bishop for his, his message. Thank you to uh, Robert and Bob for helping making this worship possible. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Goodbye, Thank everybody. you, everybody. Have a great day. Have a great day.